This is Diamond Tiger Kobe Durst, and you're listening to Dark Match Podcast, available on iTunes Podcast. Coming to you live from the Ohio Media School Studios, welcome to the Dark Match Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt Barger and Patrick Carney. It's Christmas time! Oh, yeah. Dude, I put on the Christmas music station the other day and was jamming out. I can't even do it. I just gotta go right past it. They they started like a week before Thanksgiving around here, too. Yeah, they do. It's a little too premature, and I, I'm convinced that most of the stores in our area, right after Halloween, it's like, oh, Christmas! It's like, you know oh, yeah. that there's a holiday like in between that. When right? do you put your tree up? We put it up uh, just this past Thursday. Okay, ours has been up for like a month, I feel like, with Melissa. <laughs> She's crazy, dude. As soon as we were given this new little tree, it's a little white one, she put it up immediately. Yeah, we bought one like last year. It's one of those fake plastic ones. We're so terrified with my sister's family. They're allergic to, God, everything. <laughs> so we can't have a real tree in our house because my sister will never set foot in our house. It's just one of those wonderful laws that we have to abide by. Hey, have you bought me my presents Christmas? yet? No, I didn't. I'm, I'm still thinking about it. When I do get it, you'll know. Well, obviously, the second that you purchase it, I'm going to have a text 15 <laughs> seconds later. Yeah. I already got one of my Christmas presents, too. Really? Yeah. It was kind of by mistake, I think. I don't know. I think my wife just kind of went with it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she. Well, she purchased something, and I, like, walk into the house on uh, Saturday morning, and my daughter's just standing right by the door, and, like, we have, like, a little back patio area. Yeah. So I walk right in the door, and my daughter's just standing there, and she's holding this, and she's like, "Merry Christmas, Daddy." I'm like, "I, I don't think you're supposed it's to be December showing me." First, yeah, I'm like, "I don't think you're supposed to be showing me that." She's like, "Oh, sorry," and then she like runs off with it. I'm like, "No, you can give it back to me because I want it." So for the longest time, for like the last three years, I've been asking my wife for one thing in particular. Yeah. She's told me over and over again. You're not getting it. It's probably a WWE belt, isn't it? Of course it it is. I want to (laughs) add it to my collection. I've been asking for the same title for years. She told me I'm not getting it under any circumstances. Whenever I see like a WWE shop or anything like that that's like 40% off titles, anything, I send it to her. She's like, you're not effing getting it. Yeah. I'm like, why not? 40% off is a pretty damn good deal. It's a great deal. I found it on eBay too when I like sent it to her. I'm like, here you go. I told her, look, if you're not going to buy me the real thing, Let's start collecting minis. I mean, they're very detail-oriented. My friend has quite a collection already, and he showed me a couple of them. And they're and WWE makes them. They're just yeah, mini like they're, belts. Yeah, they're just like the mini titles. They're very detail-oriented. They look fantastic, and they use, like, the same leather that they do for the actual titles and everything. She was like, well, I like, went to my wife. I'm like, you wouldn't even get me the one that I truly wanted that I've been asking for. She's like, you only sent me two links i'm like i sent you three i sent you the one that i've been asking for forever and then just two random ones yeah so it didn't seem like i was asking for this well she didn't get me the one that i've been asking for for three years it's still one that i've wanted uh she got me one of the mini cruiserweight uh championships oh nice looks awesome too if i'll show you a picture here in a minute but yeah that was one of my presents that's the only one i've gotten but getting into it i mean this past weekend i was down for the count i'm i was sick as a dog yesterday yeah so it gave me an opportunity to catch up on a lot of wrestling going on around. there was no football to watch no no not, <laughs> not any worthwhile no not any worthwhile but uh huge news coming out of alpha one uh up in wonderful our neighbors up north yeah alpha one, one our previous guests had a big night yeah he did so kobe durst becoming the three time three time three time alpha male alpha one champion so congratulations, congratulations, going on. Kobe. Yeah, big things going on. He he's making a killing, it, whether it be with C four wrestling or with Alpha One. All those titles that he wanted back, he's got back. Yeah. So congratulations going out to Kobe Durst. But another big of big reveal that happened that night too. Huge. No announcement whatsoever. No pre uh, drama or storyline or nothing. No, like no announcement whatsoever. They didn't even, he wasn't even on the marquee, which if they would have done, would have been a huge draw. Yeah. Go figure, because that's his name. The draw. Sammy Callahan showing up. Sammy. Showing up at Alpha One Wrestling, walking out with a little bit of gold, too. So congratulations going out to Sammy. He is so popular right now. He is. He's been everywhere. 
He he has been, and he has been for quite some time. I I have to admit though, I like him a lot more with the shave head. Yeah. So I I think that's just my own preference. I kind of I think it's it. because. Yeah, yeah. We we don't need to get into that. <laughs> you, you are not experiencing it as much as I am, but I, I understand why. So, but congratulations. I just have gray hair, no loss. That's all. Just a lot of gray. You prick. <laughs> Fuck you. But <laughs> some exciting stuff. I I wish we could cover everything that's going on. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, if you think about all the promotions, just as Sammy Callahan's in alone. Yeah. And then you think of every other promotion in the world. It yeah. would take two times the amount of hours in a day yeah. to just try and focus on a few of them. Yeah. No. And to cover every single promotion that's available, it's it's darn near impossible. That's why we're, we're working with the brand ambassadors. It's not exactly there just yet, but it, it's getting there. It can be it's Very, huge. very close to being where it needs to be, but not exactly there at this point in time. But uh, there's quite some other stuff that's going on. And speaking of social media, what the fuck are you doing, dude? What do you mean? I mean, you are the guy that always talks me off the ledge before I do anything stupid. I'm not allowed to punch anybody in the face, but now all of a sudden you're poking well, that's the freaking assault. bear. First and foremost, that's assault. But all right, I'm not even allowed to tell anybody I want to punch him in the face on social media. You, you can say whatever you want on social media. I don't care. <laughs> but it's when you're messaging me saying that you want to literally, like, torture somebody or beat the crap out of somebody. Well, he fell on yeah. my kid. Well, he fell on your kid, but at the same point, e- even other people, yes. even other trolls. Yeah. Here you are pretty much telling me you're going to beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. There's a huge difference between me saying and, re- and pretty much going at this person saying, look, prove me wrong. Yeah. As opposed to I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Th- there's a huge difference. And here's the biggest difference of them all. You're on social media, but you don't handle all of the accounts. No, I'm on there like about 15% of the amount of time that you are. Yeah, I handle, and sorry to spoil it for everybody, I handle Twitter, I, f- I handle Instagram exclusively, yeah. and we share Facebook. So yeah. we share Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. But Facebook, I run probably about 50, you yeah. run about 50. On Twitter, I run about 85, you run yep. about 15. And Instagram and this is isn't, this zero isn't a bash. No, no. And this isn't a bash at all. No, it's just the truth. Uh, I handle I'm old me- and I'm not as good at social media as you are. Well, I'm just a couple years younger than you, but I, I handle all of social media. Yeah. One of the things that you don't experience is what I go through. You don't see the messages that we get. Now, a large majority of the time, I would honestly say 90% of the time, they're positive. Five yeah. percent of the time, it's people saying, "Hey, you should have me on the show." When they have four fucking followers, yeah. and uh, you're I, gonna I, have I, trolls too. I mean, you're gonna you're have gonna them. have trolls, but there's a point between being a troll and literally just commenting on everything just because you're that fucking bored with your life. Yeah. No offense, you have gone on for too long running your mouth saying that you're the best in the world, you're the champion, there's no team better than you, your podcast sucks, yet you listen every freaking week, thank you, you're helping out my viewership, I love it, but no offense, I've seen you wrestle, you're not the best in the world, here's your opportunity to impress me, so yes, to answer your question, what is going on, I'm sick and tired of the constant Back and forth banter between myself and one Benjamin Bartholomew of ASWA, a promotion out of Mansfield, Ohio, that whose current champion, go figure, is Madman fucking Fulton. I'm sick and tired of it. It happens every single post. I can't post one thing without some post immediately following. Get Patrick off the show. Oh, this show sucks. Like, you should have Fulton on. You should just quit the show. Like, you have so much heat with Fulton. It was the best episode you had. I'll give it to you. Yes, Fulton's episode was extremely highly viewed. To be honest, it was one of our highest viewed episodes. I will give you that. But you saying that I should have you on the show? Who's going to listen? Your 44 followers? Damn. There you go again, though. I'm. Uh, could I be any more clear? Now what? Now what? I accepted this challenge. After all this banter back and forth, and even Robbie Collins got involved. Here we are where he invited me to a show. It's on December 15th. Not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday. He told me, hey, I'll have a ringside seat waiting for you. 
You want to get impressed? I have to work. You know I can't be there, right? And that's fine. You don't need to be the voice of reason in this regard. I'm going to be a spectator. I am literally going to be a spectator. Pretty much just telling them, look, I will accept. Here's your opportunity to impress me. You want to have me say, you know what? You're better than better than me or better than you or whatever you call your tag team. That's great. Fine. Good for you. Here's your opportunity. I will be there ringside at ASWA on December 15th in Mansfield, Ohio. I have had it. There's people that I highly respect at ASWA. There's people I don't. And go figure. There's only three individuals, and you can guess who they are who I don't. Yeah. Here's your opportunity to earn my respect. Because so far, I have none for you. And that's all I'm going to talk about tonight. Mic drop. So on the line with us right now, calling in from Quebec, we have none other than Benjamin Tool. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm fine. Thanks a lot for having me on your show. Oh, no problem whatsoever. So we want to kind of get back to it. We got a long history. You've been in the industry for quite some time, but we want to take a couple steps back and find out, as always, what kind of led you down this road to becoming a professional yeah. wrestler and obviously find out the story behind the very famous food pictures that you have as well and kind of <laughs> how that became your persona overall. But yeah. first and foremost, so where did you grow up? Uh, well, I'm from uh, a little uh, suburbs of Montreal. It's called Saint Hubert, uh, Saint Hubert, um, and uh, I've been born and raised. I still live there. Uh, I have now uh, an apartment with my girlfriend, and we do have a daughter now. So I kind of grew up uh, in this area for all my life. And what was growing up like? Was wrestling something that was predominantly available in your household, or was it something you kind of just fell into? No, absolutely not. As far as I remember, I was uh, uh, checking in out on uh, on the television when I was I w- when I was really young. Uh, if you watch uh, old um, um, family parties uh, tapes, uh, they asked me to imitate my favorite wrestler who was back in the days, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. So uh, I kind of always imitate him uh, with the with the hips uh, move there, <laughs> and um, that's that, that's what i remember so far but uh, nobody in my family or or around me showed me around wrestling and uh, so i did all by myself and it's something that catch my eyes uh, since i was really young so was rick rude always a character that you kind of gravitated towards well i really like the fact that he's a a strong heel and uh, that's something that uh I, I'm really comfortable in uh, when I wrestle. I'm, I'm, I think I, I'm better as a heel than a, than a face. So I think that's uh, what uh, that's what I took from him uh, in these years. Okay. Now, growing up, being a huge Rick Rude fan and not even remembering really your first exposure to wrestling, what kind of led you down the path to become a professional wrestler? Well. Um, my mother was really on my back to uh, to uh, find me a sports that I would uh, practice to uh, uh, stay uh, physical, pretty much. And um, so, but uh, nothing really. Uh, uh, I never liked to like. Uh, uh, well, um, there's a lot of Canadians that say that would uh, they would be uh, big hockey fans or whatever, but uh, it, it didn't really. Uh, uh, that's not something that uh, was uh, fun for me. So. Um, I tried a couple sports, but never worked out. And um, at the age of like 14, I came to my parents, and uh, there was uh, wrestling classes were going to be at my uh, high school. So uh, I said to them, uh, "That's something I always enjoyed uh, watching at uh, at uh, the television, and uh, I would really like to try it to see if uh, I would be able to 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 do something out of it." And um, at first they 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 weren't they, they weren't really happy with it, but uh, they told to themselves that uh, I would do maybe a month or whatsoever, and uh, I would uh, stop it after because everybody thought that I I wasn't strong enough to to do that sort of sport. So um, well, 18 years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So did you do like collegiate wrestling, or did you just start doing like professional wrestling when you were in high no, school? No, no, not at all. There was a professional wrestler who was uh, uh, coming to, uh, who was uh, at the same high school as I was, and uh, he did a project in his class 
to bring uh, the my trainer Mark the Grizzly uh, to do uh, a couple classes, and it was for a ridiculous price, like uh, 20, 20 uh, classes for like twenty bucks, like wow. something wow. really stupid. And so that's why I came to my parents because back back in the days, well, there the option that I would get was like Jacques Rougeau schools. And uh, but that would be like uh, $3,000 for three months of training, uh, something ridiculous. And then um, so my parents didn't really want to put that money uh, for something that they didn't know if I would uh, continue and like it. So um, when I came with that kind of price saying it's going to be at my school, we'll be surrounded by uh, by 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 some something more uh, not professional, but uh, it's it, for them it was more secure for sure since it was in the high school area. So um, they told me, well, okay, we're going to try it since it's not going to cost a lot of money. So so that's uh, when and as soon as I did like my first classes. Uh, I asked what I could do to to push it even more. Now, going back to, you, you said that they had a class that was about three months. It was $3,000. Here's an opportunity for you for 20 classes for $20. Your parents kind of hear that opportunity, kind of just say, hey, if you're going to give it up in a month, it's better than dropping $3,000 and, and, and finding out you don't want to do it. Here's twenty dollars. Go do it as much as you can. You're not going to have to travel anywhere. It's at your high school, so it's somewhere where you're mm-hmm. already going to be. Now, you had mentioned that you tried out all these different sports growing up. They just weren't for you. What kind of sports did you play? Well, I I did the eight years of uh, baseball, but uh, I really sucked, really bad. <laughs> like <laughs> I was always the last chosen, and it wasn't oh, uh, wasn't nice for me. I did a couple years of volleyball too. But uh, I wasn't good uh, too, and uh, it it really stressed me out. As soon as we had a match or a tournament or something, I was getting sick. I was uh, I wasn't really happy uh, going to to these kind of events. So, uh, and as soon as I st- and I dropped volleyball to go to my wrestling classes, and I, as soon as I get got there, uh, for me it was a, a top a total. Uh, um, for me, it was really the the, the way to be. I felt great. I, I was looking forward to go to my classes, and the, it, the, the answer was there for sure. Yeah, so you kind of knew what your passion was, and you just kind of went with it, and you knew that even with your parents yeah. saying, hey, this is something you're going to give up, you're like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong because this is exactly what I want to do. So yeah, Exactly. So you took that opportunity to go to the wrestling classes at your high school. You pay $20 to get in. Mm-hmm. What kind of steps did you take from there? Because it, you kind of said that it was like a beginner's course of professional wrestling. Did you take that yeah, exactly. and start going to promotions and try to get booked? Or did you yeah, kind of well, expand uh, from there? Back then, Mark de Grizzly was giving us classes. He, he was a... Uh, one of the, 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 the uh, he was regular on the roster of the NCW, uh, which stands for North End Championship Wrestling. It's a federation that uh, 18 years ago was really popular in Montreal. They drew like at least uh, 150 to 200 pe- people per show, which is really decent for re- Montreal's wrestling. And um, so, uh, and it was really popular. And back then, it was. Uh, it, it was really different because um, today it's it's promotions, it's it's businesses. So you make your own money. You're trying to draw as much people as you can. You you're trying to do as much federation as you can because you wanna you wanna make your money pretty much. But back then at, in NCW, nobody was paid. So it was more of a of a, a, a friend group. That uh, you f- you find a, 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 a gang that you hang out with and you're having fun with, which uh, by the end of the day uh, build the wrestling shows that you can go on. So when I heard about that group, which was really popular, uh, I I asked them if I would be able to have uh, uh, classes uh, at their school. So that's when they, they saw that I was really into it. So they said, yeah, you could come on Saturday nights. Uh, usually they have the, the, the wrestling classes after the show uh, on the ring. So that's what I did. So more private uh, um, more private uh, practices. And uh, from there, I uh, became a referee for the, for the federation. And uh, because back then, if you would like been tagged in a, a certain group, 
for me it was NCW, uh, you couldn't go to other federation in Montreal because if you did, well, you you would be kicked out of who who you were with, and uh, you would have to 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 find another gang to hang out with. Wow. Pretty much. So who was part of your gang? Like, is there anybody uh, we well, would know? That, Well, back then, uh, the the more popular one uh, uh, that that still wrestles today, and maybe you know him. It's uh, but now it's uh, Frankie the Mobster, who's been known as Beast King now. Mm-hmm. Um, he he used to be in NCW and got trained by the same trainer as I did. Um, but uh, besides that, uh, well, I actually uh, did my classes uh, at NCW with uh, 3.0. Um, uh, Scott Parker and uh, Big Magic uh, Matt Lee. Uh, Shane Matthew, sorry. <laughs> I'm saying his real name. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much uh, the one that are still known today. Why was it so selective to why they wouldn't let you go elsewhere? Well, it's hard to say. That was just the, the logic between the behind the, 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 the independent scene in Montreal back then. Uh, I really can't say, and uh, and guys like 3.0 switched that because they thought it was kind of stupid, which was pretty much uh, kind of stupid to uh, to only be with one gang, especially if you're not being paid and stuff. So, uh, and they really want to make a living out of it for them. So they really want to trying to find the spots that uh, they were paying out people. That's why uh, they switched them. They switched for IWS back then. Uh, which uh, was uh, st- running uh, with uh, against the NCW, and uh, and that's why it started. That the doors became to open, and promo promoters saw that it was kind of stupid because if you already wrestle with the same people all the time, you're never gonna get better. So you better open the door. It brings other kinds of fan, and it it helps out your roster to get better because they see other people. No, 100%. And also being in a promotion where you're not getting paid, there's really no limitations to where you can grow from there. You're wrestling the same people over and over again. And I I can't stress it enough, you're not getting paid. And you have these promoters that are seeing what you're doing. They want to help you grow and get exposure elsewhere. And they're kind of locking you down saying, no, you have to stay here. It wasn't really – yes, it was great to have that group and that – core guys involved but at the same point what are you doing it for at that point why are they locking it down so it was good that that person said hey this is stupid we should be allowed to go elsewhere and expand our horizon i get what you say but uh that was nice for them because other federation wanted other promoters wanted them and their crew but like a guy like me who wasn't really that good when i started nobody really wanted me so I would stay in a gang that would like feel like a family, so I would do anything for them. So I didn't care of not being paid as long as I would have ring time. I would like a, a great. I would like. A, I would have the the gimmick that I wanted. Uh, I would have storylines. I would have a spotlight, pretty much. So that and you got you got to think. Like, I, I was like 15 years old, so I didn't really care as long as I would have my spotlight and a place to wrestle. I was happy. And you were so learning too. Yeah, you're getting paid in experience. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for me that that's it. But after a couple of years, you'll be like, uh, and uh, I did a long time in NCW because I became, uh, I did a, the. It's run by the administration council, that uh, is voted by the uh, auctioneers, and um, and uh, I became the president of that federation for like three years. Wow. Uh, total, I did like 15 years in in NCW. So. F- it it gave me a lot of experience as a wrestler but as a promoter too which it's really like for me it's really something big but um, after 15 years I looked at myself I'm like uh, uh, I did more than I have to be uh, to do uh, so by now I should try to do something else somewhere else and that's why I, de- I decided to to leave the NCW and start on my own uh, on the independent uh, circuit and uh, for now uh, I think it's the best decision I ever done in my life <laughs> now do you go back there at all in Russell or has it been since a few years ago that you've been back there at all I haven't been there at all since I left three years ago, and since then I never came back. 
Now, what did you prefer? Do you prefer being a wrestler or promoter? A wrestler. And, uh, well, if, if you're a promoter, it's nice uh, because uh, uh, basically you make uh, more money and it's a more prestigious uh, uh, place. But at the same time, it comes with other headaches. And uh, sometimes uh, you got to deal with uh, with some stuff that you don't want to deal. But that's the thing. I was the president of the administration council. I didn't really own the place because uh, every money that the federation makes puts it in back in the in the enterprise. So um, uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't being paid for that either. But still, it gave me a lot of experience and. Uh, I was wrestling at the same time. So sometimes I would be planning my match with somebody and there's somebody else coming at me saying, oh, something broke down or we got to deal with that thing that happened last week. You got to come and talk to the guy or whatever. So I wasn't there at all. To, to My head was so much in every else than it should be like with the my opponent planning my match that uh, I was getting tired of that. So uh, since then, I, since since I left, I started to have fun again. Like before, it wasn't really. It was another thing, another uh, uh, another check to do on my list. And now I just have to concentrate on my match. So I uh, I enjoy it more for sure. Yeah, it's where you're not being stretched amongst multiple different factions and multiple different, uh, essentially different problems. You can just focus on the one problem, the one reason, and the only reason why you're there, and that's mm-hmm. to perform. And I'm sure even as a promoter, excuse me, even as a promoter, you probably had to deal with all kinds of headaches, whereas as a wrestler, you just have to worry about backaches. You're like a dad at that point, pretty much. Yeah, you're like a glorified babysitter in that (laughs) regard. Like, can't you just deal with it on your own? Well, you have a a daughter, so you know exactly what that's like. So So basically the consulate (laughs) is like a nonprofit organization is is what I'm guessing what you were saying, like the group. we do we do make they do make profit but every but well now it's, now it's not like that anymore um 3 years ago somebody bought the place and he he switched it to a regular promo, promotion that has oh. one promoter and takes care of his business but back then every money that was that would be making at the gate uh, after all the expensive if we had money left we would put it in the in in an account that uh, would uh, that we we piled the money up to like buy new uh, new ring attires or to to bring a a, a special uh, guest for one show or whatever. Uh, we we were investing the money into the company directly, instead of paying the guys like ten bucks each because we only did like three hundred bucks on that night. Understandable, and you'd save that money to try and big like bring like a bigger name star in for the night, is what you're saying. Yeah, and at the same time, trying to keep the 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 the, the image of the company nice and professional, like NCW for for uh, as far as we can say, uh, they have a lot of uh, bad side, but on the other side, it always looked professional. It's always had good venues with a clean rain, nice, uh, nice uh, entrance and stuff like that. So everybody, all the money was being put into that just to be sure that they would have a good uh, place and nice place to wrestle in front of uh, the people. And that's definitely important because you don't want it to look crappy and have like bad ring, ring no, attire especially and everything. If you're not yeah. paid, uh, especially if you're not being paid. Yeah, <laughs> you want yeah, to give exactly. uh, something to your guys. Now, ever since you decided to go off and become the just the wrestler now you've always been a wrestler but where you kind of eliminated all those other hats what kind of challenges did you find because you've been in the industry for quite some time but when you decided to come back into it it it, needless Uh, to say that the the independents have really boomed since your your start uh what kind of challenges did you find uh, well, yeah, uh, you're right. The, the 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 market is so better now. It hasn't been that good since a while. Well, uh, well, since I began, pretty much in 18 years, I never saw the the market as good as, as it is today. My biggest challenge when I left the NCW mm-hmm. is that I had a certain gimmick in NCW, and when I came into the other places like IWS, they didn't want that gimmick. So I had to restart my gimmick from zero, pretty much. And that was hard for me because uh, I really had 
any ideas. It, it wasn't coming from me. It was something that people asked me about it. And uh, so that was really tough for me to, to try to find something that would stick to myself, uh, being comfortable, uh, giving, would be comfortable for me. And at the same time, and would be uh, catchy for the people who's, who's watching me rest, wrestle pretty much. So what's, what were some of the at gimmicks first, that you tried when you first got back in? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, no, no, no stress. But it's not that I tried some stuff. It's just uh, when I was in NCW, I was called J Phenomenon. And uh, it was more of a hip-hop theme, uh, 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 um, street gang kind of gimmick. Um, I was uh, coming into hip-hop music and stuff like that. But uh, when I left, uh, IWS really didn't want that uh, that gimmick. So, uh, And when I, I started uh, IWS, I uh, actually uh, managed uh, the TDT, the Tabarnak the Team, for uh, a couple shows. And so they gave me a, 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 a look that would kind of fit with them. But uh, it, it was close to being a copy of them, a cheap copy of them. So um, at first I didn't really know what to do. So that's why I, I dropped the J Phenomenon name. I, I put my ring name on, Benjamin Tall. And um, because at the same time I did a little bit of a, a French uh, television in, in, in Quebec. So uh, there, there was a small amount of people who saw me on television, so it was easier for me to, to make some connection between that if I would keep my real name. And uh, so that's what I did. And uh, now I had to, to, to find out a, a way to present myself, like how, how would I dress? Because as far as the attitude and the aggressiveness that I would get into the ring, that was pretty set up. Like I didn't change a thing because it always worked out. And uh, that's the way I feel comfortable for working. So I never really changed that. It was more of a, how do I look? How do I present myself? So at first, I, like I said, I was pretty much a cheap copy of TDT, but I'm pretty close to the TDT guys. So they really came at me and say, Ben, you should really find something that, that suits yourself instead of a, because it's not helping you out right now. And they were right. At first, it was hard to listen to, but they were right. I really had to find something. And um um, that's why I switched for the Big Bill uh, attire, and uh, because uh, actually the Big Bill owners are my cousins, so I kind of have a sponsorship with them. So I, that's I always nice. To, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> I'm really, uh, I really appreciate that, and uh, so that's why uh, at the same time I'm trying to give uh, a little bit of uh, uh, publicity for them. So. Um, that's why I switched for that suit, and it really suits me. And at the same time, because everybody was like, yeah, you're, because, well, as you, you said, I, I'm kind of a foodie pretty much. And uh, so they were like, oh, you should do like a, a, a chef uh, gimmick. And I was like, no, nah, that, that's too cheesy. I don't want to come in with an apron and uh, like mixing some eggs in a bowl. That's not that that's. 280s. Yeah, I, that's I don't like want that. the mid 90s uh, WWF type stuff, like when they had like yeah, a dentist, Isaac Yoko. Yeah. To the wrestling business, that you're saying that you want to change something, they always come with that kind of idea. Like uh, something really, like uh, uh, in French, we say caricatural, something really comic y and uh, cartoonish. I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. I, I want to show my foodie side, but it has to be something that is just like that i i don't need to point at it every time uh, they, they people are gonna follow me on my instagram they're gonna see uh, what what i mean for for food and that's pretty much it and i i want something that i i look like a guy who's ready to fight who gets into the ring to to do a brawl and kick your ass not there for making crepes pretty much see so that's why i switched with that but i kept my, my foodie side by only talking a bit about it or or if you follow me like I said if you follow me on Instagram Facebook you'll see that I'm always in restaurants and I, I trying to I try to make as much food as I can at home so you, you'll see my side of that by by my social medias medias and not by how do I get into the ring pretty much yeah and anyone that doesn't follow you already and all of our listeners as well, just like going to a grocery store, do not scroll through Ben's 
Instagram page <laughs> when you're hungry. I'm it's getting a hungry. Idea. Just I mean, he mentioned crepes, and my mouth just started watering. Well, um, I love crepes. You're not but, on Instagram, uh, so you don't get to see all the no, posts that he has. But like, nothing's worse than like scrolling down, and like it's like wrestling posts, wrestling posts, wrestling posts. Oh, Ben is at a restaurant. <laughs> oh my god, that looks amazing. <laughs> And it's like, all right, I got to go to – I'm going on lunch. It's like, Pat, it's uh, it, it's 9.30. Yeah, but I'm hungry now. You know what's sad is the best place <laughs> to get good crepes around here is IHOP. I, I can't even tell sad. you the, I can't even tell you the last you time I've been to an I IHOP. You know what? I dream of the day that I would get into a IHOP and uh, try it. We don't have that in Montreal, so uh, – You're not missing out. Me, Come IHOP, to Cleveland. it's kind of exotic pretty much. <laughs> oh, no, you're not missing out at all. No. And for one no, no, month, they sure became... I would love it, man, because one of my favorite spots when I get into the States or or, or in, in the uh, English uh, part of Canada is going to Denny's. And that's the, like diners and stuff. I like everything, man. Yeah, you'd like There's IHOP. one there's at the bottom right of my street. There's right, the right thing to eat pretty much. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm would... pretty sure I would love IHOP. Yeah, you would love IHOP. <laughs> yeah. I like Denny's too. I worked at Denny's. It was one of my first jobs. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah? Yep. I, I was would... a line chef for... I was a lifeguard. A couple months at Denny's. That was my first job. I was a lifeguard. Yeah. And and I taught swimming (laughs) lessons. That's pretty close. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's a yin and yang. It's a yin and a yang kind of show. I was going to go to culinary (laughs) school when I graduated. I I really wanted to be, like, a pastry chef. That was one of my passions was cooking. And um, my senior year, I was taking gourmet cooking class, and we had – I wanted to go to the Pennsylvania Culinary, which at the time was really big. I don't know if it is anymore. Yeah, it's still big. And um, this guy that was a graduate or student there came and talked all this trash about it, and it, like, scared me out of going there. So then I went to Kent State and didn't go to class. You can't, like, you can't take other people's advice for anything. That's like if someone says. (laughs) I was was 17 years old, dude. But, like, if someone looked at Benjamin, like, you're not going to make it. Like, you're not going to do anything. Oh, okay, well, he said it, so I guess it's true. Yeah, I know. I know. You you should have just listened to Well, I wanted, it was either that or communications. I mean, those were my two things. And that's what I went to Kemp for was mass communications. I just never went to class. And now you host a podcast. Yeah, now I host a podcast (laughs) all these years later. I I mean, it it works. Half of it. And I'm a good cook. I cook good. I make a hell of a steak. You you do make a hell of a burger. I will give you that. You make a hell of a burger. The place was covered in smoke, but you make a hell of a burger. (laughs) (laughs) But getting well, back, we're gonna have to do a, a cook off uh, one day, guys. Yeah, we're doing a chili cook off here at the school I work at. We're doing one. Nice. Yeah, and uh, like our group, so like the teachers are doing one, the office is doing one, the IAs, and then we're gonna have judges or the students nice. gonna compete. So I'm pumped. And how do up. you think your chili's gonna be better than the other ones? Yeah, because mine's gonna be hot as hell. Because it's gonna be that's, well. That's a problem. It's that's not everybody not, who yeah. likes it hot. Well, we'll warn them. Yeah, but you can't like you can't measure chili by like the amount of blood that like pours down your throat because of how hot it is. You can't from measure your eyes. Oh yeah, no. Like when I make chili, like I, I put like a multitude of like different peppers in there. But one of the things that I do, and I don't know if you guys have it up in your area, is inside of my chili, I actually put the chipotle corn salsa in it mm. to give it that sweetness. Oh, it's delicious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do well, you that, have Chipotle up there? That's my secret, too. Putting corn in, get corn in kernels. Yeah. That's the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it gives you the sweetness. Really you, like good. you said, the sweet uh, burst that it needs. Oh, yeah. It, it, so I put that in my in my chili whenever we make it. Oh, it's delicious. Why are, you, why are we going here? Now I'm all hungry <laughs> and stuff. And, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm scrolling through his Instagram, but in real life now. But yeah. So getting back into it. Now, you're a huge foodie. You, you, you presented with this persona. Of saying, hey, like I want to make things about food, but leaving the promotion that you did and going off and kind of venturing and betting on yourself, you've found quite a path. I mean, you've had some very high-profile matches, but you do have an event coming up this coming Saturday uh, against mm-hmm. a very well-known, uh, another well-known Canadian in Josh Alexander yeah. as well. And that's just yeah. one of the big events that you have coming up. But tell us a little bit about your upcoming events, uh, what we can expect going into the later part of 2018 and what we can expect from you into 2019 as well. Well, uh, actually, uh, for the rest of, for December and January, that's going to be my busiest months. I, I haven't gotten my old career pretty much. Uh, I'm really looking forward to be uh, against Josh uh, 
on the IWS show. I saw him a couple times in C4. I saw uh, how good of an athlete he is, and I'm really looking forward to, to have a good fight with him. I'll just hope that because uh, I, I fucked my knee. Uh, I, I bumped my knee a couple of weeks ago. We're adult like, content, not... so go right ahead. <laughs> Drop the F-bomb all you want. We're adult content. Don't don't okay, sugarcoat okay, so anything. Then... Because uh, fuck for us in French uh, speaking is not as bad as you in, in English. So uh, sometimes I, I slip it out, uh, but I need to be. Uh, no, you're. I fucked my knee uh, a couple of weeks ago against uh, Thomas Bois. Uh, so, uh, but uh, you see, I just came from a, a four uh, four matches weekend, and it all went well. So uh, I crossed my finger, and I'll be okay for uh, next Saturday. Yeah. I'll be okay to wrestle, but I just want to be a hundred percent to be sure that I would could uh, give uh, Josh uh, the, the, the match that he deserves, pretty much, uh, because uh, he's been facing a lot of uh, great, great wrestlers uh, in the past year, so uh, I just want to make sure I'll be uh, at the level. But, um, yeah, uh, for January, I have, like, uh, more than uh, six bookings already, already so uh, uh, I'll be uh, really active, and I haven't been active this much since uh, I began my, began my career, so uh, uh, whatever, if you're into uh, Quebec's wrestling, for sure, you'll, you'll see my face. That's awesome. I mean, and it's a good thing that right now, like we were talking about before, independent wrestling is just booming. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, this Quebec, is the best yeah. that your career has been ever as far as staying busy. And if you think about it, 2019, it's only going to get busier. I mean, and, yeah. and more importantly, with all the promotions that are up in Quebec and the Montreal area, the Toronto area, I'm, you dropped one just recently, and that, of course, being C4, but another one also being Alpha One. Two big promotions yeah. that literally started from the ground up and have become these powerhouses on the Canadian circuit. And it, mm-hmm. it's a circuit that not many people know about. And luckily, there there's two individuals that made it to the WWE that are from that area that have really brought that area the mainstream yeah. publicity that well, it needs. Exactly. Well, they, they, they really opened the door for us uh, uh, really widely because they... they, uh, they they did good matches, but I think uh, behind the scene, they they really know how to play the cards pretty much, and I think they're they're liked in the backstage. So that's a big uh, big step for for Quebec's wrestling because before that, uh, it wasn't really uh, since the Rougeaus, it didn't really uh, open uh, as uh, our market pretty died from there. So it was hard for us to to make a. A statement that uh, we're still good and even in Canada they had a big boom while they, they recruited the uh, Edge Christian and uh, Test uh, and all these guys but uh, since then it didn't it didn't uh, really came back at us uh, they're more concentrated on the uh, uh, United States scene so uh, since then I really hope that uh, the doors are going to open to all the because we have great talent and we have guys that are really willing to to get to give all they got to to try to make it to the big scene so uh, it would be nice to 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 see it uh, happen again before I, I stop that's for sure yeah and, then, and I'm not talking for myself especially because uh, I'm getting a bit old and uh, it's it's, uh, it's always hard to there's a lot of sacrifice that would be needed to do that uh, I'm not sure if I'm able to do it right now, but uh, for other guys and friends and friends that I uh, that I see in the locker rooms right now that are really winning and uh, have the passion and uh, has the the availability to to really uh, reach that goal, uh, I really wish that for them for sure. Yeah, and uh, some of our former guests as well. One in particular, Kobe Durst, who has just completely yeah. brought the independent wrestling scene in Canada to to his doorstep essentially and well and look at you talk about how you're getting older but think about like pco i mean that guy is in mm-hmm. his what late 40s early 50s now and he's like blown up again apparently he just got yeah, a huge exactly. contract well, like, too i i don't know yeah. if we're what necessarily it's for but he was offered an exclusive contract i don't know where it's for or who it's mm-hmm. for no, he signed that already he signed with roh now really oh, wow contract that's awesome Spoiler. Yeah, did, uh, like uh, two days ago that's awesome. Yeah, Good he said him. that he signed for a major contract, but he yeah. didn't say who it was didn't for. Didn't like give all the details. We, we will oh, edit no, this I out just in case. Didn't see all the details. No. But uh, no, no, man. PCO, it's a, it's a really good story. I'm really proud of, uh, not proud, but uh, I'm really happy to see that happening. But um, we gotta, you gotta think. He always been good. Oh yeah. He just, 
it, politically speaking, some stuff happened back then. That's why it didn't work out. But he already had to, he, he always had talent, and and it's just now he wanted it. Now it was the time, and he did. And now it's happening, pretty much. Yeah, no, but, he was on our show, too, and, and yep. gave us the inside scoop through everything. Unfortunately, okay. so, some bad stuff behind the scenes with, unfortunately, that group that we all know about, The Click. Yeah, The Click. And mm-hmm. he just rubbed them the wrong way, and it kind of exactly. uh, or did they rub him. him the wrong way. Who, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, whatever yeah, it may have been. That's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying. It wasn't a, st- a question of talent because <clears throat> politics. he was having the spots. It's just he, he didn't play his card correctly and stuff happened and that's why he he basically got fucked but we gotta say what hap- what's happening it's not something that could happen to me because i i don't have his background i don't have his talent i don't have his uh, his, his vision of the of the business pretty much uh, it's it would be harder for me and there's another thing that we gotta think it's really easy from the united states guys to come in montreal or in canada but it's impossible for us to be in the in, in the united states and for the guys that that do get into the states half of the time they get caught at the border and they're not welcome in the united states for at least five years and that's a big big problem for us because everybody who's come from the united states want to expand his territories and want to he's more than welcome to come in canada but for us if we want to do something else and we want to get out of the country, uh, our 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 uh, our available uh, our choices are really limited. Uh, mm. We need to go to the Europe or uh, to go to Mexico or Japan, and for us, it's it's not as accessible as it is. Uh, it it would be at least in the United States. Mm. So I, I wish that I I could expand my 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 stuff and uh, trying to reach an, uh, uh, further go- goals or whatever but we got to be uh, realistic in, in in front of that is that we're not welcome in the United States mm. so that's something that has to change if if we want to expand our our market more uh, the only light that we could see at the end of the tunnel is that uh, since uh, uh, the United uh, since uh, NXT or WWE uh, trying to uh, buy other markets like he did with England or he did with uh, now I think uh, Australia. Um, if he sees a market in in Canada, that could maybe be our way to open our doors because now they would be interested in our talent and they would do what they need to do to get us in to the United States. But as far uh, uh, but. If it doesn't happen for us, it's kind of a really hard way to get into uh, the United States. And, and that's one of the things. Clear, which I just said. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I completely get because we've it actually. sucks is what it is. Yeah, it and sucks. We, and we've had guests that have, have mentioned that exact same thing. We have a, a previous guest that just mentioned that the reason why he's not involved in a particular promotion, I don't want to give anything away, but is because of his green card. And it was mm-hmm. revoked. So he's not welcome in the United States anymore and can't perform. And it's one of the things that even talking with former guests that are from Canada have mentioned. It it is extremely difficult to get into the United States. And I find it really weird because basically we already, we always had like uh, 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 economically uh, speaking, we always had a good relationship between the United States and Canada. Yeah, you're supposed to be our neighbors to the north. I think you made a great point that they're going around finding these new these new areas and kind yeah. of venturing into territories basically yeah the, you have the wwe that over the last few years uh, you just look at the last 10 years yeah. that when they first started they were going to mexico for talent then yep. they went to canada then they went to japan now they're in the united mm-hmm. kingdom and, and now australia. they're expanding into australia yep. and now obviously india as well well and i mean and even saudi when arabia. they were in saudi arabia they they, they did those Talent open tryouts, yeah. Yep. So they're continuously mm. trying to expand these markets, but I think Ben makes a great point. You really haven't heard about that in Canada. No. And there's tons of no. phenomenal talent that are up there, but I- I'm sure only time will tell as to when they're going to get up there or if they're going to expand or who knows, maybe an NXT 
uh, Quebec. Who knows? Yeah. And the commissioners, Kevin Owens. Who knows? I mean, that I'd watch. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I would watch too. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of exciting things coming up with Benjamin Toll coming into the later part of 2018 and also into the earlier parts of 2019. But if you do want to follow along, you can find him on Instagram at Benjamin Tool, just like it sounds, last name T-U-L-L. You'll find some fantastic food throughout his timeline as well. On Twitter, are you also at Benjamin Toll as well? Yeah, Twitter and Facebook at Benjamin Toll. And, and we're following, we're, we're friends now on Facebook too, so I'm excited for that. So yeah. I get to get the pictures on Facebook as well. So that's where you can follow along some fantastic events coming up, some fantastic matches where if you're in the Quebec area making a family trip, hey, make your way up to Quebec and see some fantastic wrestling as well. Now we do have one final question for you. Matt, take it away. All right, so every guest we ask, because we know that ribs are a big thing in the wrestling industry, I was just curious, do you have a good rib story that you've either pranked somebody or had done to you or one that you just saw done to somebody else? Uh, no, I'm quite lucky. I haven't been ribbed on, uh, well, as as far as I remember. But um, I got one story that uh, really uh, cracked me up. Uh, there was a, a guy uh, who was wrestling for us in NCW. Um, his gimmick was uh, Jack Frost, pretty much. So he was the guy coming from the 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 the, 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 the winters. Uh, um, uh, well, uh, so the winter he, he was all from ice and kind of an ice man, pretty much. Le. But um, uh, really a nice guy, le, uh, and uh, but uh, he was uh, kind of naive a bit. Um, he, he would he wasn't that good uh, in in the ring, but uh, he really helped helped a lot on the on the behind scenes. So uh, that's why he had his place in the in the federation. And uh, but uh, one time uh, to to really live the gimmick, he came uh, instead of having his bag, it was a a cooler, <laughs> because oh he gosh. was Jack Frost. Okay, <laughs> so uh, that was making us laugh pretty much. So one day while he was into the ring, we took off uh, all his uh, clothes from uh, the cooler and we put ice to his cooler. And uh, we lifted like that. So when he came back, all his gear disappeared pretty much, and it was uh, all, all ice into his cooler to uh, oh, to to uh, show him that uh, it wasn't a really good idea to bring his cooler as a as a bag. <laughs> so, it's like a way that he, he just kind of bought into his gimmick and went yeah, all in with Jack it. He's Jack Frost. He's I mean, Jack Frost. He's got an igloo cooler, and <laughs> next thing you know, he, his crap yeah. is all covered in ice. And it's like unthaw no, that, it's dude. A, yeah, he, he wasn't mean. He's just he was kind of naive, le, pretty much. Le, so uh, he thought that uh, he would, uh, he has to live the gimmick uh, um, as much as he can, and uh, that's why he brought that to uh, to keep it, keep his gimmick uh, alive. But uh, yeah, uh, all the guys in the back here really laughed at it. So uh, that was. Uh, I have to say, out of everyone that I've heard, when it pertains to naive individuals. I can honestly say that that rib is probably the most tame one that we've heard. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you need to listen back to some of our episodes to find that out. I'm not going to give anything away, but there's a particular one with Gersinder Singh that I can oh, honestly yeah. say that when, when it comes to naive wrestlers, they pull out all the stops. How's your butt feel? You feel better now? Is that like a joke at butt hurt? It, is that I mean, what you're going are for? Are you cooled off, or did I just piss you I off am again? I am still pissed off, don't get me wrong. For so long, I'm the level-headed individual. I'm the type of person that I go to a bar and someone's giving me shit. I'm the first person to look at him and be like, look, like we can kick the shit out of each other, literally just go at it, and tomorrow we're both going to feel like shit. We're going to go back to our mediocre lives, and our lives have not gotten any better because of this fight. But literally, let's just go do a shot right now. It will make our lives better, and we'll go our separate ways. Dude, we're perfect for each other because I'm the first guy to accept a free drink. Yeah, but I was the one that had to twist your arm <laughs> in Nashville to do a shot. Dude, And then I literally shots. you, like, texted everyone. Shots I'm not big on. But you love that shot, though. I did love that shot. It was so great. I, I miss – that's I like, one thing I, I like miss. me a Long Island or a Christmas ale of some sort. I've been drinking mm. 12 dogs right now. 12 – oh, yeah. And my buddy and I had that debate the other day. That, that completely trumps – well, okay, let's be honest. It's the first creator of the Christmas sale 
or everybody else that's making it after that? Because wasn't the guy that does 12 Dogs, wasn't he the one that was the first, like, brewer of I it? I don't think so. He I, was one of the first He ones. was one of the first ones, but... I like his... It's sweeter. But, but Christmas Ale from Great Lakes Brewery was the most predominantly known one. And then uh, 12 Days of Christmas came out, or 12 Dogs of Christmas yeah. or something like that. Because the guy left and then went to this place is what I was told. I believe you're right. I yeah. think that's an old wise tale, though. I don't oh. know. But I love They're both 12 Dogs. Good. Yeah. I like I both love. of them. But 12 Dogs is a little bit sweeter. That's why I like it. I had uh, Angry Elf. Have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. It's really good. What about Festivus? You ever had that one? I have had Festivus. That's a good one, too. We can... We should just start a podcast about beers, <laughs> craft beers. I don't know. I'd rather do one on. Food yeah, you trucks. you got me into a better mood now because we're talking about craft beers. So that that's another <laughs> we've one. We've talked of my about things. food today. We've talked about yeah. Craft now I just beers. want now I just want like a, a nice steak we go and melt a, and go oh. get a grilled cheese and a beer. Right now, I would I would take a gummy bear. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I'm starving at this point. They have them in the vending machine. I'm not gonna go buy a. 45 cent bag of air. Let's face it, Dude, there's going to be like three in there. No, they actually, the ones in there aren't Haribo, but they they actually have a lot in there. Oh, so they're like the ones that you buy on like Amazon that have like the worst reviews ever, like just explosive everything. <laughs> no. You ever read those reviews no. on Amazon? You have to go check out, look up uh, Hasbro or whatever that yeah. brand is, the sugar-free gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Some of the funniest reviews you've ever read. Like, they're literally, like, Dude, they movie good ones, type. Though. What? Harry gummy Bo- bears or yeah, reviews? Gummy bears. We're I'm talking sure, about reviews. I'm sure they have good Moving reviews. on. Moving on. Moving but, on. You're getting me more pissed. Well, I want gummy bears now. I want food. So I'm getting hangry. <laughs> so out of everything I've ever tried, I like food the best. So yes, we're going to move on yes. from there. But six and months. beers. Oh, crap beer. <laughs> six months, man. Hell of a freaking six months we've had. We, we've had a lot of great memories, too. Some crazy memories. Some crazy stories. Some, some crazy, crazy guests. characters. Some crazy guests, yeah. too. So looking back at everything from the parking lot, I know that sounds really weird to say, yeah. but this is literally all yeah. where it started. It was in a parking lot. It did. It started in couldn't, a parking lot. Couldn't be described any differently. For because, two hours talking. God, to, everyone. Like, we had to move for so many trucks that were pulling in, too. Yep. It's just like, okay, well, we're not going to stop yeah. but, like talking about it. Well, maybe we should just start a podcast. Why don't we just start a podcast? You said no uh, originally. Yeah, I said no, and then I was the first person to call you the next morning. Like, bro, like I've already got an image. Yeah, like I already got like I already worked up the design. Like, here's a idea of guests, and like you look back at like everything that we said we wanted to do to where we are today. We've exceeded most of them. We, so we've far. exceeded a lot of it. So if I look back right now on this form that we filled out when we first when we were just brainstorming, first thing we said. We wanted to have at least 20 episodes. Right yep. now, this is 26. Yep. 1,000 followers. 1,000 followers on Twitter. Right now, we have almost 1,700. Yep. We said we wanted 500 followers on Instagram. Guess what? We have over 600. Nice. So we've exceeded that. We wanted to have one episode that exceeded 10,000 downloads. Go figure. We had one that was 14,000 downloads. Hey, we had one video that exceeded 20,000. Yes, we did. On Twitter. We did. And Views. that was a, a great great promo cut by one Jim Cornette. James Cornette. E. Cornette. <laughs> yeah, Jim Cornette cutting a fantastic promo. 22,000 views yeah. on Instagram in just, what, 48 hours? Yeah, and, and just fan. think, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for this podcast, that weekend would have never probably happened. No, our wives would have never <laughs> let us travel to another state together if we did not have that podcast. Yeah, or at least not thinking we'd come back outside of body bags, maybe. No, they would have thought that we... Somebody would well, even when bed. I told my wife, they were, she was like, well, what would you do after the wrestling show? Well, we went, we went back to, to bed. The, we went back to the Airbnb and fell asleep. She's <laughs> like, you were in Nashville? You didn't? I'm like, we went out beforehand. We, and we hadn't slept. No. At all. We were literally going on no sleep. Yeah. Like, we were literally running on pure like adrenaline. if this was the 80s, we probably would have lived that freaking through the Uber, night. If that freaking Uber wasn't as, as comfortable as it was, <laughs> yeah. that was the most uncomfortable Uber I've ever been in. <laughs> that was serious. Nothing was worse than the first Uber that we yep. took. Yep. That chick was nuts. Yeah, she was crazy. She tried to sell us, like, Bible verses and all <laughs> kinds of shit. You're, like, egging her on. She I'm, like, texting you, star. like, shut the fuck up. like, you want to name a star after this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, she was freaking nuts. But that's a story, though. That is a story, yeah. but you just kept egging her on. I'm of like, course. You get out of the Uber, you look at me, you're like, she was freaking crazy. Poke the bear. Poke <laughs> the bear. That's Poke all you the did. Bear. But, uh, outside of NWA, like, what are your, some of your favorite memories so far over six well, months? I we'll kind of touch on that. 
We've had some great guests. We've had some funny stories. A lot of the ribs are some of my favorite parts of the show just because I love ribs. So, I mean, you've got – You're just trying to get ideas of what to pull on other people. Well, I'm, obviously, you've got to yeah. find good ideas. But pooping under beds, that's a funny one that comes to mind. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't try this at home. That's why they have the – Next time we stare at an Airbnb, better watch out. <laughs> yeah, it better be on your fucking credit card <laughs> then. It'll be on Trey's. <laughs> It'll be on Trey <laughs> McGill's. Oh, man. Yeah, give him a call. See if he'll <laughs> just provide you with his credit just, card number. I mean, think about, like, Stella being five or six or eight or whatever years old she yeah, was. Yeah, I don't want to think ECW about how old. Event. I, would you drop your phone one more time? I'm just I don't making think it's sure the case enough. works. It, it was the case I gave you, so I know it works. Yeah, I've dropped but, my phone literally 15 times during this day. Yeah, and dur- just since we've been in the hours, studio. A few hours. Yeah, because you can't stop moving your leg. But even with Stella, like. I don't want to think about how old she was being inside of the ECW arena. Crazy stuff. But, like, I think back to, for example, one interview that we had, Effie. I think back to just the stories that he had when he was getting into wrestling, going down a dark path and just deciding, hey, I want to get clean. Yeah. And I want to I want to pursue professional wrestling. And then being able to come out of the closet, too, at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Being able to feel free to be able to be honest with yourself and everybody else. Yeah. And, and he was able to share that story with and us. And even with Paro, too. Yep. Another fantastic story yep. about that. Just coming out saying, hey, you know what? I know I don't look as though I should. Uh, I'm a big-ass man that could possibly, obviously kick the living shit Destroy out of you. you. But th- this is who I am. And yep. coming out and getting the press that he did, uh, more kudos to him for doing so. Yeah. Because it, it's a scary world to do that in. And we've had some of those stories where a large majority of our guests have have been through those scary moments where they've had to, um, unfortunately, look at their parents that weren't so supportive of their choices or even deciding, hey, I had a great career. I need to start betting on myself. Yep. This isn't what I want to do. For example, Wardlow had a fantastic career and just decided, you know what, I need to quit my job. This is literally what I need to do. This is what I want to do with my life. I'm going to go do it. And it's paying dividends so far. So I, I can't even pinpoint like my favorite. No, I think I, it's I can't think of my favorite interview because I, I have bits and pieces of every single interview. Like I like this about this interview. Yeah. I like this about this interview. Like I, each, each interview has a special moment to each oh, of Oh, trust us. me. Like, Just like I'm sure it does to the people listening. I, I think of one in particular where I, I listen back to it. It's like, I remember that interview only because it was a four-hour interview. <laughs> and it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally what comes to mind with that one interview. <laughs> then I think of another interview at Jackson Argos, where he literally called us on our bullshit Dude, the whole entire time. And him he controlled to punch that everybody interview. on the face. Yeah, he wanted to punch everybody in the face. He got all wild up like I did on Instagram and... It, there they were, it just naming, hey, who do you want to see me punch in the face? Yeah. And I think back to Amber Nova, another yeah. one. I'm and Jack all of the all success trades. that came after that, yeah. She can kick your ass, she can fix you up, and then give you a drink afterwards. And then she can also be on the cover of the Muscle Fitness magazine at the same time. And also premiere on NXT. Yep. I mean... Some fantastic stuff that's happened to a large majority of our guests since then. Yeah. Another name that's been pre- premised the last two weeks, Keita Murray. Yeah. I'm. Who knows? Yeah. Another fun story, too. I, I was talking. Go figure. It's just really weird to say, like, these people that we've watched on TV that even before we started this podcast, I never thought we'd have a conversation with. Yeah. No, I'm messaging one, one particular person. I, I just, like, said, hey, I saw this and I thought of you. It's something that I bought on eBay. Yeah. And he literally texted me back like, dude, we need to have a day where we sit down and we just play this all day. Yep. That person being Sunny Kiss. Yep. I sent a picture of the WCW NWO Revenge video game. Dude, we have to have a day where we just play this game. Yep. We have to have a tournament of, of some sort. And that's in the works, but... And there's some other but things I just that like, might be in the works where that, that can be seen, too, yeah, you know? Exactly, but... You would have told me that six months ago that I'd be just having a casual conversation with half the people that yeah. I do. People that were watching on Lucha Underground or Impact and or MLW or NXT or all other promotions all over the country. Yeah. And I have access to them and I send them a message and they reply And they're back. just real people like us. Yeah. 
Which is funny to say, but like doing this podcast, it really does kind of emanate that Humanize these them. are really just regular people. Mm-hmm. And that's why we want to do the show because we want to get to know who these really people are. And we want to help promote them. Are. Yeah. We want to know who these real people are. Yep. Yes, they, they are wrestlers, but hey, they enjoy video games. Yep. They enjoy going out. They enjoy reading. They, they have they, struggles. They have success. Yeah. And we want to know it, about it wasn't an It wasn't just an uphill battle or like a like a level playing field. Yeah. No, like some of them, like they got kicked down that that path quite yep. a few times. Some roller coaster ride. Trey Miguel, another good one. How many times did like the promotion that he was working with shut down? Yeah. And then continuously like, okay, well, I'm done. Okay, well, I'm done. And just new opportunities to present. And now, now he's look, at Impact. Now he's on Impact Wrestling. With his buddies. Yeah. With his best friends. Yep. He's on Impact Wrestling. That's awesome. It, it's crazy. Some of these stories you won't even hear. And by no means are we trying to say we've had anything to do with any of it. It's just no. cool to be able to know these people and watch them but grow. But they're coming on our show to tell these stories. Yeah. Did they tell them on other shows? Who knows? Sure. I don't know. I'm sure they did, but they told them on our show too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think there's a better way to truly end the show at this point. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for thank six you. months. Thank, thank you, you to all of the people listening. And thank you to all of our guests. And, and that's going to do it for our podcast altogether. That's uh I think we we can't really go any higher than this. I mean, we <laughs> last episode, boom. <laughs> last episode, boom. <laughs> no, that's that's not the case. We will be back soon. Soon, holidays are coming up. So the holidays are coming up. More. Unfortunately, we will not be back next week. It is unfortunate, but myself and Matt do have prior engagements, so you will hear back from us officially. After our time yeah, at I got a ASWA, job at Santa's Elf at the mall, so it's going to take up a lot of my free time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be at Chapel Hill Mall, at Randall Park Mall, and at Rolling Acres Mall if you're looking for he'll me. He'll be standing right next to Jeffrey All Dahmer. of malls which are now closed. Yeah, he'll be standing right next to <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. We will be back the following week because unfortunately I forget to check with my wife whenever she schedules something. And she scheduled it on a Monday. Why do our wives always schedule appointments and stuff on the day that we do our podcast? It's mine worse than yours. I think, it, in my defense, it is always for the last seven years since we've been married. It's always been on a Monday. Oh, okay. so well, it's my. Yeah. She gets a freebie. It, it. We always go see Santa on a Monday at this place where my wife has gone since she was a little girl, and we do it every single You're year. You're on North Pole. We're going to the North Pole. Damn. Yes. So it's going to be a long trek, so I'm not going to be back in time for the podcast. So we will be back the following week. We'll do our review. My birthday's Uh, coming up, too. I know. I know. Yeah, right that that day. No, we're going to have a birthday celebration, and there's going to be a fun guest that day as well. Actually, my birthday's on that Monday. Yes. So we're going to have a very special, special guest for your birthday. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to tell you who it is. Have they ever fought in the Tokyo Dome? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) You really need to get over this. Six stars? You, th- you need to get over this fact that Marty Squirrel is going to be on our show. Okay? <laughs> Come on. It's not going to happen. He's the freaking villain. Uh, I had I'm someone. on a podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast at the bottom. Be sure to drop a rating as well. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DarkMatchPC, on Instagram at DarkMatchPodcast. You can find us on Facebook as well. Be sure to head over to watermaneuver.net. Search the Dark Match Podcast. Get yourself some exclusive merch. Don't worry. There will be new merch dropping the first of the year, so be on the lookout. So this shirt that you would buy now is soon going to be vintage. So get some vintage merch from the Dark Match Podcast, and be sure to be on the lookout for more exclusive content coming soon. Some very exciting news coming very, very soon. Cannot wait to share it with you. But that's going to do it for us this week. We will see you in two weeks for Matt's birthday extravaganza. Boom. <laughs>